Time to Talk Soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer. Brought to you by TRP Hebron Industrial Estate Kilkenny. Good evening and you're welcome to Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio, Kilkenny City. Thanks to Nikki Brennan for the last hour of Kilkenny Today. Nikki, of course, was sitting in for Morris O'Connor. Kilkenny Today is on between 5 and 6 each weekday evening on Community Radio, Kilkenny City. Bear Scott, these Tuesday evenings are coming around thick and fast. They are, they surely are. We're running now. Yeah, well, we're running. We're going to be running out of soccer now in another couple of weeks. We're going to be crying out looking for stuff. Liam Kelly O'Rourke. Evening, gentlemen. Doesn't look like Liverpool are going to be in the Champions League. No, they won't, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, unless United have a complete disaster. Thursday night tours to Eastern Europe next season. We've been Allen and Chelsea are, are in Europe yeah, on the basis of the fact that they're in the UK, which is in <laughs> Europe. But other than that, that's about <laughs> the it. season can end quick enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nicky Brennan has just left the other studio. We're not going to even mention the relegation battle that uh, Leeds United are look like they're going to lose on Sunday. Now look at in the third part of the programme, as always, we'll be looking back at all stuff, Premier League and everything. Um, in part two, we'll be joined by Donny Butler to tell us about a big commemoration event that's going on in Kilkenny on Saturday but uh, as always we start with the local stuff and the local stuff is uh, is getting thin on the ground now it's all about quality not about quantity down to semi-finals final stages and all the cup competitions but after last weekend there's only one place we can start it's not every year or every day Barry, you win an All-Ireland final and it's certainly no, not every no. year that the Kilkenny District League win one Philly Trehi is the, ma- cap- the, man- the captain says I, the manager of the Kilkenny District League under 12 team who had a magnificent 4-1 win, win against Cork last weekend in the All-Ireland final how are you Philly? I'm good Jim thank you you're alright thank you very much how are you Bear? <laughs> Philly, how are you? Well done. I'm good. Thanks very much, Barry. Philly, yeah, what a victory there the weekend. Oh, what a win! What a win! Now and look at you know. Tell us, uh, tell us a bit about the group and how you got there and how it happened. Um, well, starting off, how it happened. I um, I got one of my good friends there, Shea Lynch. Uh, Shea was uh, actually coaches the the Kenny under fifteen team with me uh, with freebooters. So. Um, yeah, I was down at the Kennedy Cup last year uh, with me on that there and I had another lad coming up and I said, here, look, I wouldn't mind a crack at this. I see you down there, how good it is. So there was only one man I could ask, actually, was Shea, with his uh, coaching qualities and uh, he's just, he's unbelievable where he is with teams and he's where about. I just love his philosophy, the football and everything he does, you know. So we got together, actually, when he talked about the other night, when I asked him there last June, he... Um, he thought we were doing it in two years' time, but little did he know, <laughs> uh, two weeks later I rang him and said, Shea, we're starting a game in two weeks' time. He thought it was actually two years' time. We thought he was doing the Kennedy Cup team. So um, that's where I took off, Jim, and we brought in Richard Carroll as well to give us a hand. A good, and, go- a uh, good Gorn, man. A good Gorn, man, yeah, very good, very good. Jim, or, uh, Dick is actually with the Bridge United team who won the league this year as well, under 12. So... It's, um, I've seen a lot of games this year, Jim, and uh, they're actually a very quite competitive group there. You have Bridge, obviously the winners, you have Evergreen, you have Freebooters, you have Stonyford, you have uh, Spa United as well, you know, Freshwood. There's all fabulous players in each team, so we had trials there back in last October, and uh, we picked, kind of had two or three trials and picked a few of them, and we said, here, look, we'll give it a crack. But um, we actually narrowed it down then to 18, Jim, and every week then we were bringing in two players from each squad, each team, like, just to enjoy the training and kind of get used to it and kind of pick. And we changed the kind of squad then during the year. 
you know, some lads were getting better and some usual stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we started off then with a home game, actually, against Wicklow. And uh, we beat them 3-1, and we were away then to Wexford. Uh, beat Wexford, and then we were way up in the Midlands. So we topped the group, and then we got a tough draw away to Cork. And um, beat them on penalties. And we got a semi-final away again up in Navin. So won that one then. We took it. Semi-finals are hard to get over. And then we had, obviously, the final last Sunday where... I think the boys played probably the best football all year and saved it for the final. It was brilliant in Evergreen Park. And I'd like to thank actually Mick Hennessy for everything he's done this year, helped us with training and all that. And they had everything perfect out there last Sunday. It was great for the kids. So I'd like to thank Mick on that and all the Evergreen boys that were out there supporting them. Um, yeah, look, Jim, we're actually still in awe. Myself, Shane, Richard, the boys were just, just amazing. And was Absolutely there a good amazing. Was there a good spread on it, Philly? You mentioned all the different clubs in the league. Was there yeah, representative there was, from them all? Yeah? There was we had a keeper there from Freshford there and we had um Evergreen, Booters, Spa, uh Stonyford. Bridge United um, surely. Bridge United were there, obviously, yeah, we're all there, yeah. So we actually had a, a good spot. I think there was five or six different clubs to start on the first nine. So in fairness we went to a lot of games after the training as well on the weekends and Look, I think of a model you're going to do what you do it right, Jim. Yeah, absolutely. So, and we picked we picked the best players, I thought, in the best positions, and sure, the rest speaks for itself on it. So. Absolutely. And look, so it must, be, must have been very special for you. You won a lot of stuff as a player with Booters, and I'm not even sure, did you win Did, did you win Oscar Trainer as well? I'm not sure. I did. You did, you did I'm Oscar sure. Trainer as well, you won Oscar actually, Trainer. Yeah. You won Leinster Junior Cups and Leagues and McCallum yeah. Cups, but where does this fit in with it all for you? When you asked me that earlier, Jim, it was actually so long ago, I forget your feelings <laughs> for all that. So, <laughs> um, oh, look, Jim, it's right up there. Absolutely right up there. Um, it's just just amazing. Absolutely amazing. The three of us just couldn't believe it. Like, you know, we took it on and we said, look, we build a team for the Kennedy Cup and we want to go down and make a name for ourselves down the Kennedy Cup and just this is absolutely icing on a cake. It's just really such a bonus, you know. And to have your own young lad part of it must be makes it even more special. Yeah, actually, look, there was kind of emotions there too, different emotions for me there and that kind of part of it and Richard Carroll's young lad was also there on it as well, MJ, so um, yeah, look, it was it, it was good but uh, again, as I said, look, I asked uh, Shea to come in and really do a good job with these boys. I know what he's capable of doing with the coaching and stuff and it's just that the boys, if anyone was out there last Sunday, Jim, to see the football these guys played at 12 years of age was just absolutely amazing. I heard, I heard that. I heard it was amazing. Yeah. I heard that. And, you're yeah, going, and obviously you've alluded to it now. You're going to stick with it up to under 13 and then bring them hopefully down to Limerick and well, hopefully win plan. the Kennedy Cup. That's our plan, Jim. Yeah, we're going to hopefully stay on now with Kennedy Cup and maybe after and see how it goes and that's obviously, look, you know, Jim, Kennedy Cup is the, the pinnacle of any young players age you know to get down there and I really seen it last year myself how, how important it is for kids and the setup down there so um, yeah no that's our aim and I'll be honest with you Jim we'll probably stay training over the summer and everything <laughs> keep them going probably train once a week I don't know how the parents have with that I was going to say that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but I, I actually Jim I also like to, t to say that um, parents especially there with all the driving everything they've done this year they're actually I actually have to thank them. They're actually a part of the team. They were just unbelievable with the kids, bringing them training everywhere. Just their support was brilliant, and that's from myself, Shea and Richard. They were just unbelievable. 
Fair play. Well, great team. It's a brilliant yeah. achievement. It's a brilliant bearer, isn't it? Like, like I wouldn't yeah. say, like I know we won a Kenny District League, won a couple of youths titles, yeah. and maybe won one or two. But yeah. there's very few, if any, school by Philly. So it's a magnificent achievement. So you should yeah. be really yeah, proud. Yeah, it's a great yeah, achievement for the chaps. Know, I, yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. I actually don't know there, Jim. Um, uh, if anyone ever won it before the cup, I'm not, I'm not quite sure. I, yeah. I don't think so. No, there won't be too many of them anyway. So it's a, it's a, it's a huge oh. achievement. Yeah, yeah. So look, please God, look, Jimmy, don't you the ears, you know as well as I do, and Bear. Kenny always had super players, don't you the ears, yeah. and it's just a tough, tough, tough thing to get a team. You know, really hard. We got semi finals, probably in finals and beaten, but it's a, it's really, really hard to do it. So well, as I said, I'm, I'm chuffed. I'm chuffed we got over the line. Well, fair play to you, Philly. Fair play to you. Listen, thanks yeah. for taking the call, and we'll keep a close eye on you over the next couple of years and <laughs> see how many of these lads you can really bring bring on, you know? Nice one, Jim. Thanks very much. Thanks, Thanks for the call. No bother. Fair play. Fair see you, Bear. Thank you, Philly. Great achievement. Great achievement. Brilliant. We had to Brilliant. lead with that because, you know, that's an All-Ireland final and, and they've done it the hard way. Yeah. They won the quarter-final, semi-final uh, away. away from home and, and you know, they, were, uh. they, they deserve to get the final at home. The Kilkenyan District League ladies team, they also had a great win last weekend, 3-2 above in Kildare. They're in, in the latter stages of that competition. We'll be keeping a close eye on that with Eddie and the lads close as a as it approaches. Uh, Freebooters beat Evergreen. A little bit of, a small little bit of revenge on Evergreen pipping them to the league title. 3-2 in the Mock Lawler Premier Cup quarter final last Sunday. First junior game played on the new AstroTurf pitch down on the fair green. Great win for Booters. They will play Callan now in a semi-final with Bridge United in the final waiting for waiting for the winners of that. Evergreen 46. They were beaten 3-1 by New Park in the Division 3 uh, Jim Mar Memorial Cup final they'll have been disappointed after the elation mm. of the Callan game we'll be looking at we'll be talking about the McCallum Cup in a minute the Shawnee O'Connor Memorial Shield final will be contested by Castle Warren Celtic and Tullerone uh, they would have been the favourites going into their semi-finals against Stonyford and River Rangers and they both won handy enough and uh as we said, the Kilkenny under-12s won the uh, All-Ireland, as we've just spoke with Philly about. This weekend coming then, the McCallman Cup is where it's at re- in reality. Um, first of all, on Saturday, though, the Our Ladies Cup final is on at in Derdimus at 6 o'clock Saturday evening. Mill Celtic from Carlo, of course, playing the Kilkenny District League, play at New Park. There'll be a big crowd at that. To mention, on Saturday, too, the Evergreen under-12s play New Ross Town. The Freebooters under-13s play Ferrybank. And Lions under-15s play Dungarvan. All those games in Greg Cullen in, uh, and St. Pat's Boys and they're all uh, finals the South East finals so Evergreen under 12s against New Ross Booters under 13s against Ferrybank and Lions under 15s against Dungarvan wishing all of them the very very best of luck on to Sunday then and sure look at Sunday is all about the McCalma Cup final Evergreen 46 against Freebooters half past three in Derdimus as I said you know look at Evergreen 46 it's been a remarkable story we were speaking to Mark Taylor the manager last weekend after their great win against Callan or last Tuesday night um, Freebooters you know have had you know a kind of a tough few weeks you know got knocked out narrowly in the in the, in the the Leinster Junior Cup semi-final by Trim Celtic who in that turn miraculously went on and won the final against Gory Rangers last weekend finished the game with 8 players and held on to win one nil. Trim Celtic did. But getting back to Sunday, um, Evergreen forty six. You know, it's been a, it's it's a, it's a bit of a crazy story how they've got to the final. It's not a crazy story. The semi final. They won the se- the semi final fair and square against Premier Division Callan United. So look at they just you know they've they've earned the right to be there on Sunday. They're underdogs. Let there be no question about that. Mm-hmm. They know that themselves. They're they're Evergreen's fourth 
choice team and that's the reality mm. of it there, there hasn't been too many Division 3 teams in the Calmer Cup finals down through the years look at they have a lot of experienced players you know they have you know the likes of Brian Jordan Mark Cashin Gary Owens you know real lads that will have played n- numerous cup finals mm. and, and at a very high level at intermediate senior football and so on down through the years but this is a really good freebooters team a lot of pace energy you know a very strong squad and uh, you know you'd have to say freebooters are favourites to win this game and it'll be maybe the biggest shock in, in the history would, would of the Macau Cup. Would there be any overconfidence? Not at all. <laughs> uh, Peter Higgins won't allow, Peter Higgins and, and Shawnee Doyle and Chrissy Lannigan won't allow overconfidence. They'll, they'll know they have to go out and do a job and uh, you'd have to fancy that freebooters will get the job done. Um, but I hope, look, I hope for Evergreen that they, they can remain competitive for a while and if they do that like they did in the semi-final, you never know what might happen, you know, uh. but you'd have to say uh, Evergreen or, or freebooters are very, very warm favourites going into that just a couple of other things on Sunday in the under 16 girls national cup Evergreen are playing Gory Rangers uh, in Grey Cullen again that's a that's a, stout, a final as well and the under 16 Skechers Cup South East region Evergreen under 16s play Hanover Harps, that, Harps at 5 o'clock that's in Grey Cullen that's a South East final as well so huge you know amount of Kilkenny teams and both mm. interleague and clubs after reaching the knockout stages of a lot of these outside competitions so it has been a tremendous tremendous season for you know for an outside competition mm. overall for all to everything in to do with Kilkenny soccer but um, culminated of course in that great win for the Kilkenny under 12s last weekend alright but that's the, that's the local stuff wrapped up for as regards results and fixtures we'll take a break I haven't given the text line of course the, t- the text number is, uh, as always is 086 3537782 that text line of course is sponsored by taxback.com which is a clune tech company when we come back we'll be joined on the line by Tony Butler who'll tell us about a big commemoration event that's taking place this coming Saturday TRP your one stop shop for all TRP products and daft parts proudly bringing you offside soccer on 88.7 FM and you're welcome back to part two of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio, Kilkenny City. This coming Saturday, there's a 50th anniversary celebration being held to honour the, the inauguration of Kilkenny women's soccer. Donny Butler, how are you? Uh, good evening to you, Jim. I'm very good, thank you. Right, look at we have five or six minutes here, so off you go. Tell us everything about what's happening this coming Saturday. Well, as you know, there have been intermittent articles uh, over the last uh, number of weeks in building up to the uh, the uh, 50th anniversary celebrations, which are taking place uh, this Saturday, uh, the 27th. And basically speaking, Jim, 27 young women uh, set out on a, a soccer adventure in uh, 1972 as such officially after having uh, learned their skills through a youth club club Kilkenny and they took part in a national competition uh, in actual fact the inaugural Irish Women's uh, Cup and lo and behold uh, they got through uh, to meet uh, a team called Suffragettes from Dublin so the 97 was whittled down to two teams and Fritry Moles of Kilkenny uh, played in the inaugural final against Suffragettes and the match was played at St. John's Park, Hebron Road, the home of the Lachlan Gales GA club. Yeah, we actually had Anne Griffiths on a couple of weeks ago after after her uh, after her being honoured in Dublin and appearing on the Late Late Show and so on and so forth. Anne is one of the ladies, I'm sure, to whom you refer. 
Very much so, Jim. In actual fact, there is a number of legs to the stool. Uh, the achievements just didn't stop there because they went on in 73 and 74 and they actually uh, played under the banner of Evergreen at that time. They decided to pitch in their lot with Evergreen because Evergreen had a number of connections. Uh, Tommy Jordan, uh, the late Tommy, the late Eugene and Noel Sid were all brothers of Connie Jordan. And also you had Anne Griffith, uh, who uh, <laughs> took up took up a marriage with Mickey Power, and they're still right, Hale yeah. and Harkey together, which I'm delighted to say. And there was a number of connections like that. But they, uh, they played as Evergreen, and they won the 73 Cup final against Avengers of Dublin 2-0, and they went uh, on the following year and beat uh, Galway Town in, uh, in Tenney Park, in uh, the 1974 final. Not alone that did they do that, but as Evergreen, Evergreen were one of the 12 founder members of the Women's National League of Ireland in 1973. And these were teams that were drawn from Donegal, Sligo, Galway, Watford, Cork, Limerick, Dublin, and naturally with uh, Evergreen Kilkenny as well, which was unique at the time. And look and at... Yeah, go on, sorry. Pairs, yep. Go ahead. Then you had the four players who were capped at international level as a consequence of their performance is in those cup finals. And uh, you had Anne Griffith, you had uh, KB, uh, Kay Ramsbottom, as she was at the time, uh, and Anne Griffith, of course, is Anne Power now. Then you had uh, Connie Jordan, and finally you had Ursula Grace, Urs Ursula Mulcahy, Davy Mulcahy's mother. Yeah, yeah. And look at and another unique, unique achievement was that Michael Walsh of your parish there, Michael was manager and coach of all three teams. That's right. We had Michael on with Anne a couple of weeks ago. As you know, Michael is well known around these parts. Look at Donny, there's a lot happening, so we can't go into it all. But give us a you know a brief two or three minutes of, of roughly what's going on at the weekend and where it's taking place. Well, and is everybody welcome? Here. Uh, well, uh, it's by invitation, obviously, because okay. there's a certain uh, element of control uh, required. Uh, the councillor, David Fitzgerald, the mayor, is hosting a civic reception at City Hall at three o'clock. And uh, the, uh, there will also be a remembrance for uh, three of the, uh, the women who have passed away in the intervening 50 years uh, that will also take place at City Hall. And then at O'Loughlin Gales uh, Ground, St. John's Park, who graciously acquiesced to a plaque going up on the clubhouse wall to, uh, uh, to commemorate the remarkable event of the actual inaugural Women's Cup final being played at the ground. That plaque will be unveiled by Councillor David Fitzgerald and also Karen Duggan. Karen, who, of course, uh, was capped 35 times for Ireland, still playing with P. Mount United, and is from Piltown in County Kilkenny, and people would also recognise her being uh, an analyst on the uh, soccer programmes on RT, and they'll see plenty of Karen during the summer summer with the, the women participating in Australia, New Zealand, the World Cup finals. And finally then, there is a dinner at O'Loughlin Gales uh, that evening uh, for uh, all of the players and their spouses and a number of invited guests. And one final thing I would like to say, Jim, before I wrap up, I would like to say thanks most sincerely to O'Loughlin Gales 
to the mayor councillor David Fitzgerald and to the sponsors of the event which is quite substantial Frank Grinson Properties Evergreen AFC Glanbea Nutritionals and the Kilkenny and District League for all their support help and assistance Jim and of course yourselves for the oxygen of publicity which are given the event Listen, Donny, it's 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 a, it's a massive undertaking. Fair play to you. You've been sending me the emails with the with the with the all the different logistics of what's and the breakdowns of what the itinerary of what's going on. Listen, the best of luck with it. We might get touch base with you again over the next few weeks. We'll maybe and have a, a keep notes on how the thing goes and whatever. We'll try and get someone down there to, to do a few interviews down around the city hall or around John's Park on Saturday evening as well, just so, so as we can play it back on some of the sports programs here over the next week or so. Is that all right? That would be that would be fine, Jim. And finally, I'd just like to say that. Uh, this has been uh, a project in gestation for a, a period of time. Initially, a lot of this was airbrushed out of history, not intentionally, but through an absence of time. I'm just so thrilled for all of the women involved, or the girls as they were at the time, that they're finally being honoured in every single respect, and it is an absolute labour of love uh, to have done that for them. And it's great that it's happening in a year, you know, where ladies' football has never been at such a high profile, which is, as you said, going to a World Cup final in July, or World Cup finals in July, so that it all links in nicely, doesn't it? The women's game has got to get a huge bounce factor out of this and uh, it's a great credit to Vera Power and of course Ellen Malloy is so unfortunate that Ellen uh, is out with the ACL injury otherwise she would certainly have been a member of the final squad uh, participating in the World Cup finals but uh, Ellen is a young woman and she has a long career and bright career ahead of her Absolutely, listen Donny, thanks as always for taking the call, I'll talk to you soon alright? Thanks, Jim. No bother. Take care. Yeah, great. It's it's it's. I know they've they've got a lot of publicity over the last month or so, but this is brilliant to really nail it down on a local level. You know yeah, what I mean for yeah. the local for the local ladies. So, um, we might try and get someone down there at some stage. Oh, I think I to, know all that. I think I know all that as well. I'm looking <laughs> in the general direction of a lad. Okay, we better take the second ad break, and when we come back, we'll get involved in everything that has happened in the last week or so between Premier League and Champions League and so on and so forth. The team at TRP Kilkenny are delighted to team up with Kilkenny's number one soccer programme, Offside Soccer, only on Community Radio Kilkenny City. And you're welcome back to Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. As always, our text line is 086 353 That's 086 353 That text line, of course, is sponsored by taxback.com, which is a clune tech company. There's a few texts in there, but we're probably not going to get them. One in particular, Cueve, that we will kick down the road. But if you want to just mention it, it is something that we will have a discussion about in a, in, in a few weeks' time. Yeah, the uh, text, well, first of all, it, it, it said about an amazing achievement for the Kilkenny under 12s to win in, in Ireland um, but uh, the, other one, the point you're talking about is uh, the text said as well such a shame that we don't have an adult team in the League of Ireland would Jim have any insight as to why we can't get an adult team again soccer is thriving in Kilkenny at present that comes in from Mick yeah look at that's a, that's a, that's a, that's nearly a full programme Mick that one oh, is yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah, I, I, I yeah. take the point but it's not from a, with the financial implications of, of it it's very difficult to uh, it's mm. very difficult to pull together unless there was some Money man, big backer, big backer yeah. coming in, but uh, it's definitely something. Make just stay tuned over the next few weeks. This is something that we will uh, we will d- go deeper into. Right, lads. Before we go look at the Premier League, which 
looked like a month ago was going to be the most exciting finish top and bottom of all time and it's looking like it's <laughs> whimpering out ahead of this weekend being the last weekend just to mention the Champions League lads because last Tuesday and Wednesday night you know the, the finalists became known Inter Milan done bear what Italian teams do when they have a first leg lead and yeah. they, they, they ground it out and, and they were the better team than AC yeah, they over, were the, probably, yeah. over the two legs Liam they were better than AC yeah, they were most certainly and I mean just so over the course of the two legs they seem to have a sense of control over the fixtures um, they've been very fortunate in the knockout round to date but that that'll change come the final. And uh, Queef, you know the, the AC Milan could have no complaints. No, no, but I think I, I was kind of surprised in, in the, what what AC Milan did. I thought you know, especially because we said it on the Tuesday that that had Rafael Leo coming back and the likes of that, and it didn't seem to make much of a difference. But it was kind of an inter. It was a typical kind of Italian sort of uh, performance, yeah. you know, an Italian game where they just ground it out and, and got it. No, that's that could be my only maybe concern with when it comes to the final is that we could end up with a bit of a dour sort oh, of a game. Hopefully not. I think I'd, I'd, I'd be inclined to agree with you. But lads, on the Wednesday night then, 4-0 City, Cueve. Yeah. In the first half of that, of that game last Wednesday night, lads, they were magnificent yeah, Manchester they, City. They showed how, how good they are. Now, we'd say, I think, Ancelotti very rarely gets anything wrong. But I think leaving Rudiger out of the team was, was a mistake. I mean, he, he, in the first leg, he controlled Haaland for, for portions of the game. He was typical Rudiger. He was uh, in his face the whole game. And it, it could have been a different thing. But one, one player doesn't, doesn't make the team. Yeah. But, you know, as well for Real Madrid, I suppose, the likes of the, the fellas who they've relied on for so long, Tony Cruz, Luka Modric, they didn't really put in performances you'd expect from but those. But they, they looked like the old men that they are, yeah. relatively speaking, on, on last Wednesday night for the first time, didn't they, well, I, Yeah, I think that's the point. It's all cyclical and for years Real Madrid have managed to pull off the unbelievable and uh, put age to one side. I think they were, I, I don't want to say found out, but age caught up with them uh, last week. It was it was such a strange watch because I think for so long, even when Real Madrid have struggled in La Liga, you think they're going to pull off something. They'll, pull off, they'll defy their domestic form and they just were it was it was men against boys last week and I, I do agree with you in terms of um, Rudiger and, and the, the Haaland effect but like the scary thing was Haaland wasn't at his best he had one or two big chances but he wasn't the main contributor on the night mm. and yet it could have been six or seven for City so I was, I was going to say that to you Barry. if it wasn't for Courtois yeah, it, would have been any, know, any, it, it would have been would any score no, they were different class best I ever saw him and I think if they could have bottled some of that for the final they would have done it because sometimes it's not easy to reproduce your best and I have a feeling these Italians I, I do fancy City to win it who wouldn't yeah. but the Italians will make it tough on they will like, because what the Italians will do is they'll go in they'll park the bus they'll have 10 lads behind the ball they'll be happy they'll happily let Manchester City have the game they'll take their turns Getting their yellow cards, they'll take their turns <laughs> the way, yeah, they'll, the because way, this yeah. is what they'll like. This that's this is what will happen because this is what they will do. Yeah. And they will take their turns kicking Grealish and kicking whoever has to be kicked. They'll take their turns getting the yellow cards. But ultimately, Liam, you'd have to. You'd, at this stage, you'd have to hope that the the footballing beauty that Manchester City are going to bring wins out on the night. Yeah, well, there's another uh, layer to that which will come become clear as the months go by uh, off the pitch. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I do I do feel in terms of ability and what they've brought to the whole Champions League this season, they are deserving champions. But there was a sense, not of arrogance, but of certainly of confidence 
after that Real Madrid victory that they think they have it won and I just think with City's record in Europe over the last number of seasons they have to be very very careful because when it comes to finals mm. the best team does not always win it it's yes. how you play the 90 minutes yeah. and Inter Milan will have a plan and the fact they've gone under the radar I, I think they'll be smelling blood here that's, in Monza that's, that's a valid point yeah, there no, that's exactly it yeah. because that, uh, f- this is the real David and Goliath if you like City are red hot favourites Inter Milan are very much the outsiders but they will make it tough and they will have their plans ready well anyway look at that that's the third leg of a potential treble from mm. Manchester City the second leg we'll talk about next Tuesday night <laughs> but the first leg is in the bag after last yeah. weekend and a damp squib Arsenal couldn't beat Notts Forest um, and Manchester City <coughs> uh, the second team beat uh, your own deplorable Chelsea and uh, what looked like was going to be the most exciting title race of all time has just been an inevitable romp for City yeah, it, it's it's petered out in the end unfortunately I mean and that's look I saw I said it to, to Bar earlier on there before we came in that Gary Neville was putting up stuff where he had um, called it back months ago that he didn't think Arsenal were going to win the league and you know, it didn't happen and, and City have shown the the quality that they had I mean look that game against Chelsea it was it was a nothing game because Arsenal ended yeah. up handing it to them in the end but I, I, I have to say I was very disappointed in Arsenal against Notts Forest the other now I did I said here a few weeks ago watch out for funny results yeah. there are going to be funny results always the, the relegation battle will always throw up a few funny results but I did think Arsenal had the quality to, get to beat Nuts Forest but ah, did yeah. they look like a team that were already yeah. beat? they were very poor right? but that's the yeah, point like, yeah. that the hope has gone out of Arsenal it yeah and I even said it to you on Saturday like that Forest now could it could have been could be lucky here that mm. they're after getting Arsenal on the real right day and that's that's how it turned out because not only did that victory for Forest hand the title to City but it also made Forest safe and mm. it took all this, the, the the squeaky bum out of the last week for Nuts Forest mm. you know quickly Arsenal's season it has been a bitterly disappointing end to the season. But if you told any Arsenal fan at the start oh, of the yeah, season that yeah. they were going to come second in the league, they'd have taken it. And, <clears throat> you know, they'll spend a few quid. They'll strengthen. I think the squad depth was a big issue for them as the season mm. grew up. You know, the likes of when, when they lost Saliba, for example, out of back, it looked like the whole stability in the defence died along with him but overall it's been a, a, oh, bad, it's been a poor a, ending yeah. but a good season for Arsenal yeah. and a big improvement mm. for Arsenal oh yeah you have to be satisfied and I think like when you think back on this time last year there was a bitter disappointment um, in terms of missing out on the top four and the manner in which they blew it it's the same circumstance all over again except this time it's been one step above in terms of chasing a title there's no reason why Mikel Arteta and the Tunis got out of those players that he won't be able to take, take the next even, uh, step next season and at least put in a 38 game <coughs> challenge what do you think Cueve yeah well look the only thing I would say it, it, it might be hard to, to do to, to turn it around and to, to motivate them again look no they're young young guys a lot of these lads yeah um, so it's th- that bit of experience now was added to them but look, you, you never know what's going to happen over the, over the course of the summer whether he's going to have the, the money to spend on, on bringing in a couple of players and a couple of squad players I mean, you'd wonder, say, if the likes of Modric had gone to Arsenal, 
would it have made much of a difference mm. to him or players like that that they maybe missed out on but yeah look it's it's it has to be a tough one to take for Arteta um, it's it's not going to be an easy one to come back from to think about they were there top of Christmas yeah. and it very very rarely happens when you're top well, of seven Christmas seven points clear you know at, in the middle of April like. but Bernard, like everyone is talking about like Arsenal are going to improve they're going to purchase obviously Newcastle are going to spend money United will spend money Chelsea just don't know how to do that and only spend money <laughs> Liverpool will spend whatever they have but what everyone is forgetting is Man City are going to improve as well because he's going to do what Ferguson used to do back in the day. He's not going to go out and splash out on five or six different players. Uh, one or two. One or two. But yeah. when Guardiola buys one or two, inevitably nah. they work out to be great I, players. I see, and that's the problem I, for all these other teams. City are going to improve. Yeah, I see today where he has his eye on the two bright men, McAllister and that and Ciso, or if you call him, yeah. I'm not sure if it's the right man. But yeah. he's, he's talking about those two and, and nobody else, you know. I, there's a few of them stepping down. This well, Gundogan. It looks like he's going to stay now. It looks like they're going to give him the contract that oh, he he's needs. Going to stay, it looks is like it? It, he's um, you know, it looks like the port might be gone. There's, yeah, there's not going yeah. to be much of a turnover. Maybe Kyle Walker. Maybe you know, but possibly. Uh, yeah. Look at lads. They're all on to win the Premier League next season. They're already quartered eight to fifteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what Jeff says. Well, about Arsenal, I said it for the last couple of weeks that without Arsenal doing what they've done. City would have just had it at a, at yeah, a, at as a, a canter, canter, you know, yeah, the whole yeah, season. Yeah, as a so. canter. But look at that. The, the funny thing about it is, you know, when you look, we're at the end of the season now, and you look at the teams that were got closest to City, they're none of them no. playing the type of football that City are playing. Yeah. And where is the improvement going to come? Well, who's going to be able to close the gap? But anyway, but speaking of gaps, Newcastle, when Eddie Howe took over as manager, you know, halfway through last season or whatever it was, they were in the relegation zone. Obviously, they spent a few quid, but they didn't go mental oh, spending go. money now. But they spent uh. their money well, Isaac and Trippier and one or two. But he has eaten tremendous improvement out of the likes of Joe Linton. Obviously, he bought Gamares, which was a big win. But over the last, since we were on air, they beat Brighton, they drew with Leicester last night, they've got the top four cemented. And Liam, talk, all these managers and, and owners talk about the project. And Newcastle is a project, but this project is ahead of schedule. It's about two, three seasons ahead of schedule, really, and I say that with a bit of caution because it's very hard to gauge with the amount of money they have at their disposal how quickly they wanted to go at this. Um, it'll be very interesting next season. I think, I think they've surprised everybody in getting to the top four as quickly as they did, but when you mentioned all those contenders that have to come back next season six seven into four doesn't go and how will the Newcastle supporters gauge maybe coming sixth or seventh next season will it be seen as maybe we're a more realistic uh, step forward rather than this season where they over um, over overachieve so it'll be a very interesting next season to see how they go and how they invest the money because look you only have to look at Manchester City yes they're, they're reaping the success now under Pep Guardiola but they brought in their millions around about 2008-2009 they had Mark Hughes in charge and they went through three or four different managers a couple of failed Champions League group stages and a couple of failed seasons in between title wins so it doesn't necessarily always go up there's going to be a few downward uh, downward moments as well, and it'll be very interesting with the with the the manner in which Newcastle and their fans conduct themselves and how uh, passionate they are, how they'll uh, take how they'll uh, receive the whole process. Well, Eddie, how Birds is it deserves enormous yeah, credit. Yeah, uh, and just on what Liam said there about the fans, I was going to say, you know, these lads are fanatics. I could tell you stories. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. the thing about it is, they could turn on Eddie Howe very easily. 
you know, that they're being going that way, as yeah. you said, but they only have to take one step down, and all <clears> of a sudden Eddie is in bad. But I agree with you, he's done a brilliant mm. job. And he wasn't first choice for that job, Cueve, you know mm. what I mean? He wasn't, and but I mean, he has taken, you know, what was a very difficult situation to begin with, with in the relegation zone and then on a hiding to nothing really with regard to the money that was potentially at his disposal so and he's he's still even though he had great great experience at Bournemouth he's still a relatively young manager and he's done a great job yeah manager of the season for me I think because <coughs> of, of what he's done there I think I was thinking back to kind of what we kind of predicted at the start of the season and where Newcastle would be I think he <coughs> said look top half would be yeah. would be good for them and, yeah. and, and they've, they've exceeded by, by miles and as you said I mean they've bought Cleverly, they haven't gone out and just done a Chelsea on it, as you say, and, yeah. s- and spent money on, on, on stupid players and, and bring them all in and expect yeah. to, to suddenly get something out of them. They've done well with it, and I hope they, I hope this the, 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 the club stick with Eddie Howe. Give him, give him a chance now and, and let him have a run at the Champions League, see what he can do with it, because you know the concern could be that with all the money that's there, they say, okay, we have Champions League, now we can get in all these sponsorship rights and all this stuff, the money will start coming back in and we'll say, well, maybe we could get the likes of Zidane as a manager or something like that, yeah, you know, yeah. that, that, to, to give Eddie Howe a yeah. chance. But they, they'll relish the Champions League nights. Yeah. Oh, they will, yeah. James is oh, they will, yeah. Oh, they'll be brilliant. Yeah, they will, yeah. There's no but, question But Cueve, they, they won't in the long That's, run stick yeah. with Eddie Howe. Yeah. Because like, Eddie Howe is the right man at the right time. He's able to, like you mentioned what they've spent money on. They've spent money on players that Eddie Howe could have brought into any club. Maybe not all in, in all in one go like he has at Newcastle. When the bigger names start to come and when the checkbook starts to get a bit uh, opened a bit more... It'll be, you know, I hate to say it because he is manager of the season and he deserves deserves a lot of credit because it did end very badly for him at Bournemouth, even though he didn't do such a brilliant job. But uh, it'll be very interesting to see how the next phase happens yeah. and how they get rid of Eddie yeah. Howe because he won't be able for the the A list player. Yeah. I don't. It's not there, I suppose that's it. That creates its own problems too. Yeah. I, I do always say about managers, myself, that the, the great man, the good managers, the top managers, their team. The boys to have with them, yeah. They're, mm. the, you know, they're the key. Yeah. You have the right people, and it's the manager picks those lads as well. Absolutely, you know? sure. And Eddie Howe has a good crowd with him. Yeah, look, that's the third Champions League spot. You know, United. I'm still not sold on United, <laughs> but anyway, it's a, it's more of a reflection on how poor Spurs and Liverpool have been at stages in the season. That United go into the last week, they play Chelsea to. to Thursday night they play home to Fulham on Sunday they need one point out of those two home games two wins guarantees in third place um, they surely get a point better between home no, to Fulham and home to Chelsea or, or is my negativity just becoming you know, um. you, know <laughs> so then, uh, uh, you would expect them to get it you know and look at if they do get the point and they do get top four and they've won the Carabao Cup and they're in the Cup final the FA Cup final even though there's none of us looking forward to it Overall, Liam, it's been a good season for United if that happens. Yeah, well, I mean, two domestic cup finals, the potential to win two cup finals, top four football. <laughs> um, I, I don't think Gary Ten Hag has taken Manchester United as far as some people would lead you to believe. I think that there's still issues there, but um, I, I, I have to say that I wouldn't write them off completely in a cup final, but <coughs> whatever happens, they've had a very good season, and the most important thing is he's gotten the fans back on board. Yeah, look at that, Cueve. You know, as a Chelsea fan, and you hear me negatively speaking about Manchester United here every week, you must be looking over at me and saying, you know, kind of a tosser yeah, at you. You're looking yeah, at us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, it's, 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 I think it's been a good season. I don't think what, what you could have expected more 
from United this season than getting top four. Uh, it, it hasn't been pretty, but look, Alex Ferguson did a lot of things that weren't pretty and got a lot of titles and everything else doing it. So, I mean, look, Ten Hag, give him credit for what he's done and, and the players he's brought in. And um, there were times where, look, there was there was disappointing results. I mean, the, the Liverpool 7-0, all those kind of things. But look, it's it's Champions League football for next season. Well, assuming they assuming they get the point, yeah, oh, know, well, God. it's a when, not an if. <laughs> well, look, we'll have some laugh here next Tuesday night if it doesn't materialise. In that event, lads, Liverpool and Brighton are going to get into the Europa League, and Bear, Brighton are. Oh, well, well, no, first of all, they're, they're seriously inconsistent, yeah. but there's some team to watch, and they've had a tremendous season. But sure, they've been through. They've been one of the teams of the year. Unfortunately, they've kind of tapered off a little bit towards the end. They're they're especially with Everton beating them 5-1 I still can't explain yeah. how that yeah. happened but it, like I said it, these results pop up you know yeah, yeah. but they have been brilliant they have and you know like it, there's the problem with, with with Brighton this year lads is that that squad is going to be pillaged you know what I mean McAllister looks like he's going to go there's three or four others you know they, so and I've said it to you here the first person I would buy in Brighton is the chief scout, mm. the head of recruitment, mm. the, the player recruitment. That's mm. what's why because they, now I understand when Brighton come looking for these lads and they get them for maybe half of what the likes of Man United or Newcastle or Chelsea would have to pay for them. But whoever does the recruitment at Brighton mm. has done a tremendous job. And before we stop talking about Brighton, Evan Ferguson has had a tremendous... Oh, back from terrific, injury again. Yeah. And uh, it's great for Ireland that we have a player of such... Potential coming through Liam in the Premier yeah, League. We just have to be so careful. Oh, I agree. We've been here with players that have crossed over between English clubs in the 21s in the last couple of yeah. seasons, and you know we all, we've all seen how that, those stories have played out. But no, he's a revelation. And even in the the last set of fixtures Ireland played at the Aviva, and um, when they started the World Cup campaign, you could argue about the performance. But their leading figure, and I thought he did really well when he was on the pitch, was Evan Ferguson. He showed great enthusiasm to get on the ball. So. The future is bright, dare I say, when it comes to the forward yeah. positions. You know, and, and I hope he stays at Brighton Cueve yeah. because it's important that he continues his development at a club where he's going to be given loads of game time. The last thing he needs, mm -hmm. lads, now is a big money move somewhere mm -hmm. and, and, you know, getting splinters in his arse mm -hmm. sitting on the bench. Yeah, but I, I think, he, didn't he sign a deal there recently to keep him there for another couple yeah, of years? So obviously whoever's... Well, well you know, but yeah. I mean, it's, 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 if there's people behind him who are telling him to do that or not telling him to... You yeah. know, hold on and, and see what you can get next year if you can go to a bigger club, um, and we'll see. Yeah, hopefully he will. And look, if he can get, you know, the game time with 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 him getting European football, he'll get maybe the little bit more game time in in both, you know, the Premier League and the, the Europa Conference or whatever it'll be, the yeah, Europa the League, League, whichever yeah. it'll be. Um, you know, so it, it, it's great for him. And as he said, look, hopefully down the line he'll he'll keep it going, and we can finally finally have someone who can score goals for us. Right, lads. You know the big decisions to be made this weekend are at the other end of the table, <clears throat> but the results last weekend have, you know, but bear the significance of Everton's 99th minute equaliser away to Wolves can't mm. be, you know, can't be. That has yeah. that extra point has given them, yeah. you know, it's, it's in their own hands. It's now. in their own hands. Yeah, they need to win at home to Bournemouth. If they win at home to Bournemouth on Sunday, it doesn't matter what Leicester and Leeds no, do. It doesn't matter. But someone the, the, the only thing I was looking today, the record against Bournemouth in the last two or three seasons is terrible. Yeah, Bournemouth have beaten them comfortably. Like Bournemouth, you know, have had a tremendous season considering Queeve what was expected of them. 
Someone said to me today, Astro Jesus, that's a surely Everton will win at home to Bournemouth. I said, if Everton were surely good enough to win at home to anyone, they wouldn't be in the position they're in. <laughs> like, Goodison Park is going to be, and the fans, it's going to be a nervous, oh, nervous is, stadium. Uh, nice. You know, especially if word comes true that Leicester have taken the lead against West Ham or Leeds have taken the lead against Spurs. You know, but Everton have it in their own hands, but there are no certainties now, Cueve, to beat Bournemouth. But, and, if they, and if Bournemouth go one up on them, oh my God, you oh, know, yeah. I don't know. Anything can happen. Whatever need badly on Saturday is an early goal. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely, because when you get an early goal against a team that doesn't have anything to fight for, you know, and, and the fans then have something positive to get behind, maybe that'll yeah. be enough for Everton. But I don't know. I can see, you know, I can see a twist. I can see a twist. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and for example, if Everton were to draw with Bournemouth and Leicester win at home to West Ham... Mm. Everton get relegation on goal difference. Yeah, like, yeah. so, like, it's, it's, like, you know, I know you're a Liverpool fan, now take that smirk yeah. off your face, you know, at the, at the possible, you know, at the, the thoughts of Everton oh, getting no, relegated. Oh, yeah, and, you know, all the Liverpool fans will be shouting for Everton on Saturday. Mm. Guarantee. Guarantee. It would be funny for one season. Mm. You know? It'd be yeah. funny for one season. <laughs> you'd miss the old, miss the old yeah. But I agree with you. And Everton's home record isn't anything that would uh, fill you with confidence. Now they've they've pulled off one or two big results, but the, you know their home record is not brilliant. Like Leeds look doomed. That's well, unless like Leeds need Le- Leeds need Leicester, both Leicester and Everton, not to yeah. win. You know, and even and and them to win. That's the, they need Everton to lose really because of their goal difference, and they need Leicester not to win. Yeah. So it looks very well, bad. Le- Leeds, Leeds need about four miracles. Yeah. Well, I throw a spanner in the works. I don't think Leicester will win their match. I honestly, I've said it. Um, I said it a month ago on this program. I think Leicester are gone. I think. Um, the point last night okay <laughs> keeps them in the hunt but I think it would have brought a huge amount of deflation into the Leicester dressing room because it's back out of their hands again and he didn't pick Cueve he didn't pick Madison or Harvey Barnes yeah. at the start lads so what was I don't know. brave or yeah. stupid I don't know I'm not sure now but look at they got from a possession point of view they got mullered but like they, they actually def- for a team that hadn't kept a clean sheet since Jesus was a baby they actually done alright last yeah. night yeah. and they had a mighty chance to win yeah, it at the they end they nearly got but one lads, shot yeah but the best goalkeeper in the league yeah. was, was Nick in my opinion is Nick Pope from Newcastle oh, and he yeah. proved it in the last minute oh, just yeah. last night yeah. great save brilliant save and it would have changed the whole situation down there and I think he's been up there with as in terms of be- best keeper in the whole division of the season but no just on this and I think the whole discussion is go- surrounding Everton and Leicester I actually this might be a strange thing to say I think Spurs at home is the easiest fixture because I just think Spurs have fallen off a cliff for Spurs don't want I'm telling you now Spurs don't want it into that conference league no I can see Leeds definitely winning the home to Spurs and in that but in that eventuality they they have to have Everton yeah and I think Everton will win their game and ultimately they'll stay up but that's not 100%. And I do think that I would not be putting Leicester above Leeds, for argument's right, sake, okay. in this relegation, who stays up, who doesn't. I give Leeds. I think Leeds will win their match. They played Brentford last season in the same fixture. Brentford were having a far better season in that situation as well, and they pulled it off. So I, I, I think if Everton, it'll be Everton to stay up, but if they don't, I give Leeds a better chance over Leicester. Yeah, because that's realistically, mm-hmm. realistically, Everton only need a draw. Because if Le- even if Leeds win, if Everton draw, even if Leeds beat Spurs, their goal difference is going to kill him. Mm. Unless they, unless Leeds beat Spurs by you know four or five or whatever, you know what I mean. Which you know you can't see really happening. So I, I fear for Leeds. I, I, I think ultimately Everton will probably do it. Will they? 
they get the draw that yeah, maybe they win. Which, we could be saying here next Tuesday night, sure, look, it worked out the way we thought it would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> but yeah. there'll be a few. Uh, but there could be a twist. Well, there will be twists. Like, yeah. There will be goals going in, and next What's thing you see. What's his name? It'll be good, Sasser. Our Sunday. Jeff Stelling. And, it's his, and of course, it's yeah. his swan song yeah. as well on Sky yeah. Sports. What's Howard Kendall 1995 was it at Oldham Athletic at home I think Goodison was rocky that day could be even more rocky <laughs> look at that's the big probably from a financial point of view the biggest game in England this weekend is the playoff final between Luton Town and Coventry two teams with an unbelievable backstories over the last 30 or 40 years of going into administration going bust Luton dropped down into the Vauxhall Conference or the fifth tier Coventry losing their ground there's a massive Myriad yeah. of backstories between these two clubs. Um, when I was a young lad, Coventry were a top division team, always, always were a top division team. And Luton spent most of the 80s in the top division. Yeah. There, this when be I was yeah. a young lad, Luton got the cup finals, yeah, yeah, they in the 59 cup final. You know, yeah. I, 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 I'd like to see Coventry winning because Shawnee Maguire is there, even though he hasn't yeah. played much of a part in that. And actually, a lot of Emmett and, and a lot of his mates are going over to Wembley at the mm. weekend. He got them tickets, great tickets for the match, but um. I, I think it's hard to call this yeah. I think it's hard to call I, I've seen the two of them I think Coventry are the better football team but Luton are tough yeah. and they're big and they'll do a lot of kicking I tell you yeah. <laughs> Cueve what do you think? Yeah, well look you wouldn't know it's, it's hard to call I mean, Luton the both of them they were down in League 2 together of 2017-2018 so yeah. I mean they, they've, they've come up in a, like you said a similar kind of an arc yeah. up into where they are for the story of it as well, and to see what will happen with Luton, it'll be crazy. If yeah, they, because if they the, ground, up, the ground yeah, is, is a disaster. Like, that yeah, they have yeah. to, I saw a video there of someone going in the away end, and you're going through the back of people's houses, a garden, back yeah, garden. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they have to spend mm. savage money. I know, Jim, you're probably, you know, you're probably going to go to something else. There is a text I wanted to read out, because I wanted to put to bar. A text came in. If West Ham win the conference final, conference, the, um, the, Europe, yeah, the conference, conference final, Will Burr still think that David Moyes has the face of a loser? <laughs> <laughs> Had to get that one in well, I tell you, he done Everton a, a, a favour last weekend. He got West Ham to beat Leeds. He did, he did, he did. Well, I think Leeds were, were played yeah, a big yeah. part of, that, of losing that game themselves. Look at that, as I said every Tuesday night, the hour is caught up with this. Burr will be, yourself and myself, will be back with Pat Tracy on Saturday. Cueve and Liam will be on between Saturday and Sunday and Monday and everything. We're sorry we didn't get to all the text messages. Kevin Lafar is, ex, is up next. Good night and God bless.